Hi, in today's podcast, we are going to talk to Jamie Shields. She is the owner of Fit Forward, a boutique personal training and class studio that is women's focused. In today's show, you'll learn mistakes to avoid when partnering with someone when opening your new gym. You'll learn how she opened her gym, what it costed her, and how she kept her costs down because those startup expenses can be really high. We'll also cover the different results she had from running a premium price challenge, so that's a more expensive challenge over a couple hundred dollars compared to a low barrier offer $50 challenge and which one she likes better. We'll also learn the unique way she recently set up the point system in her low barrier challenge that created a ton of engagement. Finally, you'll learn the free way she leveraged her challenge through social media and got new prospects in immediately. It's a great episode, so stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Before I get to the show, I just wanted to share how my progress with the Immunity Boost Fat Blast Fitness Challenge is going. Well, I have been feeling a bit overwhelmed and stressed and I guess discouraged at times and I maybe you can relate as a solo entrepreneur or small business owner. There's so much that you have to figure out and do and so little time. So this morning after my exercise, I took a walk and I kind of did one of those manager meetings, but it was with myself and I was the encouraging person that I needed to be and I was also the agonizing, concerned worker person that I also felt, but it it was good. I was able to encourage myself and also just voice you know, my discouragement and not getting more done and, you know, one team member leaving and I didn't have any followers yet in my Facebook group. And, but I just had this conversation with myself and I said, you know, if in six months, that's when the business really starts taking off and I really start selling more challenges and more content and helping more people, that's okay. And why is it taking a while? And I, my answer to myself was, I'm creating a foundation and I want to make sure that there's a clear process and I'm creating really good work in a smart way. So I think having those reasons and talking to myself and having this little mini self-manager meeting was really helpful. So my challenge to you is when was the last time you had your own manager's meeting where you had got to be the person that worried and was unsure, but then you also got to be the person to yourself who was encouraging and confident and reminded us why and that it's okay that things aren't perfect yet and we're not doing things faster. Uh, And when you have that conversation, how did you feel? Tell me how it went in our Facebook group, Fitness Business Secrets, because, you know, the secret is, is we're always having internal conversations, but what side are we on more? And since we're probably a bit perfectionist and we always want the best as trainers, 
we might only be on the side of criticism and we have to do things more faster, but if we can take the time and recognize we need to be both sides and a balancing side, we may find we unlock more energy and more positivity because we were able to encourage ourselves and feel more calm that the reality of the path is it could be long and hard, but the fact that we're waking up every day, showing up, making some progress, that's good enough. So share with me how that conversation goes. Uh, hopefully you had some insights like I had today and um, enjoy the show. so excited because we get to talk to Jamie Shields, who is an inspiration for all of us, especially if you feel like you are making an unexpected life change into becoming a personal trainer or even a gym owner. In 2008, she was a second grade teacher in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a military wife and a mother of two kids who, was, who wasn't necessarily a gym goer. She was on track to become a principal and after getting her master's degree in education and even got her principal certification, she thought her life was kind of figured out, right? But a series of <laughs> events kind of changed her life and we're going to hear how that happened. So, in, you know, so that was in 2008. In 2009, she found herself running a half marathon. So this is before, you know, she didn't really consider herself a gym goer, but she, she ran a half marathon in 2010 and complete, and actually in two, so sorry, she ran a half marathon in 2009. And then in 2010, one year later, she com competed and placed first place in a bodybuilding competition. Her pictures look amazing. Then in 2012, <laughs> yeah, she, in 2012, she opened her doors to her first fitness studio. Um, basically, you know, four years before she was teaching, then she had this fitness transformation, opens her gym in 2012. And now she's been, she's been a studio boutique fitness owner for eight years and has transformed numerous ladies' physiques. Check out those before and after pictures, helping them lose between you know, 10 to 50 pounds. What's interesting about her studio is how she really evolved the business to be sustainable and be a magnet for the female fitness market, which we know is one of the best markets. Uh, so the fitness industry has changed. And so I'm curious how she's been able to evolve her female-focused gym to stay ahead of the market. She'll also tell us how she runs her challenges to grow her clients. It's so exciting to have her on. Jamie, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing Great. I'm just finishing up actually with clients that I was with all morning. So it's going to be a good afternoon. Hmm. <laughs> That's always good. It's always satisfying working with clients. And so you find yourself uh, right now. I know we, we know where you are now. You're this amazing studio owner, helping ladies, uh, successful entrepreneur. Um, but you started as with a plan to be a principal just in 2008. How did this, how did your change happen? It actually started when my husband got deployed. So he was in the army and he got deployed to Iraq. At that time, I had two toddlers. Mm -hmm. So just a super crazy, stressful time in life. And as a, as a new mom and, you know, full-time working teacher also in grad school. So I look now back at those years and I have no idea how I did it. But yeah, so I was just kind of going through the day-to-day -day get me through life, get my husband home. My One of my really good friends, her mother passed away from cancer and it was around March. She had asked me to do the Philadelphia, it's like a broad street run, which is 10 miles. And growing up, I was very athletic. However, 
not a runner. I actually still to this day hate running. She asked me in honor of her mother and for fundraising purposes to run this race with her. So I couldn't turn her down. <laughs> so that's kind of where it all started. Running actually kind of became my outlet when my husband was gone because, you know, I had to schedule these long runs because I was by nowhere you know, in shape to do anything close to a couple miles, let alone 10. So I started training for that in March and I did the run in May. And then I decided that if I'm going to do 10 miles, I might as well do a half marathon because that just <laughs> sounds better in my mind. I am very competitive. So two weeks after I did that broad street run, I did the Cleveland half marathon. Felt like crap. My toenails fell off. Like it was not a great experience. <laughs> I heard that happens. Um, <laughs> what is that oh I heard that happens that you're I heard someone else's toenails fell off oh. I wasn't sure if that was a one person thing oh cheer <laughs> so I do believe it was because the weather was it was raining so I had no issues training up to that point it was I believe it was the you know running in wet sneakers and not realizing how that impacted a run versus great weather without wet sneakers. That's what I'm going to blame it on. <laughs> so like during that time, I watched my body transform, you know, my mind also, you know, with having the situation that I had at that time, just how it really helped me kind of psychologically and mentally through the hard times of not having my husband home and trying to do all the things on my own. Yeah. So that prompted me to continue in the weight room. Um, I liked lifting weights. I didn't know a whole lot about it. I was more of like a class person through my college years if I did go to the gym or I would just kind of stay stationary on the elliptical because that was comfortable. So I started lifting weights and just watching my body really transform and other people were starting to notice. So I, again, just with my own personal experience was like, you know, this is pretty awesome. I feel great this would be really great to help other people feel the same way, you know, with whatever they're going through or whatever their goals might be. So I decided to get yeah, actually back. Let's backtrack. So I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm sorry. No problem. So the, com the competitive side of me. So my body starts changing. You know, people are noticing a girl from LA fitness, which is where I used to go work out. She approached me in the locker room and was like, Hey, you know, I watched you coming in here. You're working out really hard. Have you ever considered doing a figure competition? And I had no idea what she was talking about. So, you know, I basically said like, what, it, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And she was like, you know, like the bodybuilding world. And my husband had talked about bodybuilding, but he, that was about it. Like I kind of heard him mention it because he was really big into the, into the gym and fitness. So I ended up going home and researching and looking at these girls. And at that time, Nicole Wilkins was really big in the game. And she's actually still my inspiration today. I go attend her fitness camps across the, across the country. But she was kind of that body image that got me interested in, you know, looking sexy, looking strong. So I totally changed my way of training, did a ton of research, was my own coach initially. So just kind of looked up all of the the cookie cutter diets that you can find on Google. And I really just saw changes in, and you know what this was doing with my body. So I did decide to compete. I went to a posing clinic because I had no idea how to stand on stage and what I needed to do. So I found a clinic in Baltimore that I had gone to uh, over a weekend. 
And 10 weeks after starting to really train for this kind of competition, I competed for the first time in the OCB organization, which is an East Coast natural bodybuilding organization and competed in fitness modeling and figure. And I finished first in overall fitness model and third in figure. And that was kind of it for me. So I had like that aha moment of like, wow, like I'm on stage. I've just worked really hard and, you know, I was being recognized for this hard work with the trophy, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was like, that was kind of that turning point for me was being able to help other people just feel confident as a woman, feel confident as a mother, feeling sexy and just strong. So yeah, my husband got home from Iraq and I was this whole new person. I imagine together today. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, he actually like has competed and we've been definitely growing in this, in this industry together. But um, so yeah, I continued competing. I ended up finding a local small gym that there was some, there was a coach there that actually was in the, in the whole bodybuilding world. That was a previous bodybuilder who I hired. So I hired her and I was driving there to do some training with her and the nutrition aspect of things. And at one point she had lost one of her trainers that was working and she had just said, Hey, have you ever thought of, or would you have any interest in getting a certification and coming on board and helping train clients? And at that point I was like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, this is crazy. This is amazing. And I've always worked like a crazy person. I waitressed all through my years of teaching in college and grad school. And so I always had like that other thing. So this was going to be in my mind, just the replacement of that other thing. So instead of waitressing, I was going to take, you know, on a few clients. So I went through my certification, started that everything evolved. And the owner of the restaurant that I used, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Okay. I I just think, you know, what you're doing, what, what, um, you're saying you're doing was, it sounds incredible, like with so much things you're handling. So was this about the time that your husband was back? So I'm assuming you had a little bit more support, but you were also just to give the listeners context, you were still teaching and you were just driving maybe what 30 minutes to see this trainer and to your training for your body. But then you're also, you're going to take on maybe five clients a week and your kids and your two kids. About right. (laughs) Yeah. And I had two kids. How old were the kids at this time? At that time, they would have been. Oh my gosh. You had a two-year-old and a four-year-old. That's, that's amazing. And you had a full-time job. Okay. So I just wanted to get, and I had one more funny, just, you know, girl to girl, you're talking about your, your husband comes home and you're a totally different person. You're physically and you know what you're, you're focused on. Like, how did that was he really surprised or you guys had so much conversations and you're sending him pictures that he like, what just, if you could just tell me what was that dynamic? Because it sounded like such a big change. I can honestly say like I was in my early twenties at that time and mm-hmm. they were the hardest years of my life. So <laughs> at this point, there's a I lot can of agree. stuff I've kind I, of blocked I out. I can agree. You're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I got married really young. We had kids really young and it was hard. He came home and I don't even really think it had anything to do. I can't really think about what the reaction was <laughs> with my physique because it was more of like, holy crap, my husband hasn't been here for 18 months. I have wow. kids that don't know who he is. And yeah. yeah, like it was, I can't even really recall what his react. I mean, of course he was excited oh. to see me initially, but like it was more, it was really hard. It was, yeah. I think it sometimes I mean, he was through a lot 
over there, obviously, but you know, when you're there, it's the focus is on staying alive and myself, right? Like keeping his troops alive, keeping himself alive. But, you know, he came home and it was like, he fell back into how things had been 18 months prior to him leaving when that Mm. was nowhere near the case. So it was probably harder on me, that transition of just, okay, there's this other person now that, you know, that's interesting. So when it comes to you saying like, oh, the good things of all the sexy chick that I'm coming home to. Yeah, that was great. But that's (laughs) not really what I remember because everything else was so much harder. Yeah. Um, Yeah, He was very supportive. He he was very supportive with just because he was big into the gym before Mm -hmm. he left. So I kind of had these tough situations, you know, being young and being a new mom, it's like the guys, my husband is amazing now, then and he would agree. So I'm definitely not like throwing him under the bus here. But (laughs) it takes guys a while to grow up. So when we were younger, and you know, I was mom, I was doing the mom things where he was still kind of doing his thing. So Mm. he would go to work and then go to the gym. And so I started to understand the importance of why he was doing that. Because now I was feeling that need and craving and like, I need to go to the gym, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. So when he came home, it was kind of like, okay, now I have kind of have a gym buddy. <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to the gym after work. And uh, yeah, so he's always been super supportive through all of this, as far as, you know, transformations of jobs and changes, because he's since gotten out of the military. So that was also, so he actually got out of the army and I opened a studio the same year. Wow. It was crazy. Wow. I thought we were going to lose our house. Like it was, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could understand. And I was going to get into that and we will, and, and we will when we get there. I know we're kind of still in the beginning of your journey, but we will get to that because I don't think people realize how much, uh, financial like stress it can put on, on like a family or a person. So, yeah. yeah. So, so thanks for filling me in on that. So you were saying that, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's just, I, do you know what? Because I want people to understand that when people, when you see someone successful, there's so many sacrifices and it's been hard. And I look at your page and I think you guys are a beautiful couple. Like you're beautiful. Your husband's beautiful. Your kids are adorable and it just looks so happy. And, but you know, there's so much challenge. That's social media for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah. so much challenge and, and it's like, like it's not it's not to say that it, it you sh- it's bad or something but just to say like you know what you may oh, have no, challenge I think the challenge makes it yeah 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 you have lots of challenge I still have challenge <laughs> oh I hear you um so yeah so your trainer yeah. tells you to, to invite you to be a trainer you take on I don't know how many clients and, and so now you're you're actually on the other side of the fitness business how, how did that feel that was I mean it was definitely great because I was I was able to help other people and you know, being a teacher, I worked in the inner city schools. So the whole purpose of me getting into that atmosphere was to help those kids. And it was hard because I go home, you know, super depressed because I couldn't help all of them. You know, it was one or two a year at that point where I felt like I could really connect with and and really impact and be a, a mentor and make a difference. So for me, teaching, I'm still teaching. I'm still very much so educating people on how to just live their lives the best that they can on all different aspects of wellness, but they want to learn, you know, they want to come to you. They want to, to be better where, you know, as a teacher, they have to come to school. So (laughs) it's not always 
sunshine and rainbows on that end. But so it was great just being able to start to build confidence in people. And I think that's the number one thing that I like from the beginning is, you know, you have these women come in to see you where they're overweight, they feel unattractive, they've been a mom for years that and they've not been, you know, Susie or Sally, you know, it's like they've just been mom, or they've just been wife. So getting them to build their confidence back up and just feel better about themselves before even all the physical transformations happen. So that was what I remember just getting into it initially was, you know, seeing these people feel stronger and smile. And yeah, so it was it was a great starting starting point for me and a great opportunity to just kind of have that like I was able to replace the waitressing and able to see you know some clients whether it be before work at 4 35 in the morning go teach all day and then maybe do like one or two clients after and then a couple times a couple sessions on the weekend so I was working every day yeah um yeah and then so the rest back to the restaurant. I worked at this restaurant for, it was a little diner in my hometown for like 12 years. Cause I started very young there. Um, the owner and my husband and I became very good friends. He owns a lot of buildings in our area. So rented out a lot of commercial properties. He had this property and he was really big into the gym too. So him and my husband were always talking about the gym. And then when I started to get into that mix, you know, I became part of that conversation, but he had this old barn that he remodeled kind of into a two-story functional space and him and his crazy obsession with working out thought well I'm gonna go to these gym auctions and buy a bunch of equipment for my son and I to just work out in this space so he called me one day and he says Jamie you know I know you've been you know really digging into this training I want you to come check something out so okay I went to visit this space and I opened the door and I'm not kidding you from floor to ceiling piled with just pieces of massive commercial gym equipment. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, like, you run restaurants. Like, like, what are you like? Do you know that you have enough stuff here to literally have a gym? Right. He goes, yeah, that's kind of why I brought you in here. And oh. so I'm um, okay. So basically getting me started, this man brings me in and basically allows me to do everything and anything I want. And instead of paying a rent, I paid a percentage of what I sold for packages with training, but then also offered an open gym, like basic membership because it was like 10,000 square feet. So it was very big and it was two stories. And then I was giving him all of that. So as I brought in members that I didn't work with that were just using the facility, he was then, that was kind of his rent. So we did that for two years until I built up the business enough to say, okay, like, let's do a legit lease and let's make this more official. And I took over the business name and all of that. So it was a very unique situation. I ended up doing that for about six months. And I had the the hard conversation with my husband saying, look, I can't do this and teach and try to be a mom anymore. Like I'm dying. He wanted me to teach for one more year. And I said, no, like, no, I'm not doing it. So I basically was like, all right, I have a summer to basically make up my teaching salary. Because that was that whole time frame of like, you know, not teaching school and having a couple months to really focus on building the business. So yeah, that's what I did. I'm definitely a diver. When I set my mind to something, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to make it happen. I don't care if I kill myself. 
So, it sounds like it when you they, you started the barn. We'll call it the barn, the gym in the barn. Um, barn, yep, <laughs> that's what we called it. Was that in 2012? Was that the 2012 yes. moment? Okay, and then you mentioned that was the 2012 moment. You mentioned a few years late, like two years. Wait, how many years later? How much longer later did you make so, get a lease? So I did the kind of breakdown of the monetary situation initially for two years, then. I did a, what was that? So that would have been 2014. Yep. So then 2014, we did an official lease and I took over the business name. So it became mine. And then I, my vision started to evolve more into wellness, not so much bodybuilding. I had another baby life. I was just taking a different path and course. And I was more interested in, you know, healing your body. And my grandfather had gotten diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. So I took some education courses on, you know, dealing with cancer and foods to eat and nutrition aspects. So like a whole different vision. So then I decided to start looking at properties that were available in our town for to just like do a complete move. So I ended up doing that in 2017. This is 2020, 2016. I did that November of 2016. I rebranded and moved my entire studio the whole concept of everything I had been doing changed. And I kind of started over in a sense, but I mean, all of my clients followed me. So um, kind of started over, but just changed the entire focus and vision from that point on. So I've been fit forward. So I was absolute fitness. That was my initial name. Then I rebranded and moved in 2016, the end of 2016 to fit forward. And I'm still in that location today. Oh, okay. Incredible. So it sounded like you, you felt like you could really start from a new vision that you, the things you wanted to keep and let go of the things you didn't want to keep. What were the things you wanted to keep and, and the things you didn't want to keep and, and why? The building itself, number one, super old. And this kind of goes back to, I love tremendously the guy who helped me get this all started. However, when you have that relationship with somebody, it becomes very gray. Mm -hmm. And the more successful I became and the more the business grew, the more I was taken advantage of. Things were just not pretty. And I, I felt very, I didn't feel like home, like my, my business, like my business is my home away from home. So just a lot of things that were not good. He was having random trainers that he knew come in and start training in the facility. It was just ugly. Mm. And then those, those trainers were males and they were not very nice to me yet. I was paying the bills and it was just, it was not, it was a very toxic environment. So not only that piece, but then the inefficient, let's just say heating and cooling. I mean, I was paying mm -hmm. thousands of dollars a month just to heat and cool this barn. Yeah. Uh, so it was not, it just wasn't conducive to a gym. And, you know, so yeah. there was a lot of kind of anyone who knows what, like the bodybuilders out there, a lot of the, the, ter the term that you'll hear it like meatheads. I can definitely say there were a lot of meatheads in the gym that I had started with. Right. Because that just kind of, it just, that's just how it evolved. It was very big in that bodybuilding world. So those were the kind of clients that I initially, started to attract. And then, you know, the owner of the building, this friend of mine, he was having other kind of meathead type guys come in as trainers to train. So it was just the environment that I just did not, 
I, I did not see myself in anymore. I didn't like it. I didn't get the warm and fuzzy feeling when I would show up every day and it was my business, but I, it, it was awful. So the only thing I knew that I could do was completely like get out of that. And I, and I did like, I left them and all of that behind. Hmm. I did not take them with me. I took one girl, one of my trainers, I took her with me to my new space and it was her and I who started, you know, in the new location. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's huge. I mean, so it sounds like you went to a 10,000 square foot barn where you had a lot of males, meatheads, a lot of men trainers um, that you couldn't control and a, and a culture you couldn't control despite it being your business. And then now looking at what Fit Forward is, it seems totally different because it's female. It's very female focused. It's a it's a much smaller space. So how did that become? Well, I knew, first of all, I couldn't afford 10,000 square feet um, on a store. Like I wanted storefront. So I had these, you know, I had things that I wanted as far as the location. I wanted it to be newer. So I got to build out the space that I have and I wanted it to be in the community and more known and accessible. So this barn that I had, people, that barn was there for since the 1700s. Like it was really old. So people didn't really look at that as a gym. You know, mm -hmm. it was kind of word of mouth got out there and you so on and so forth. But like the normal people in the community are driving by that, that place and not really making the connection of, Hey, this is a gym. So I wanted it to be where people knew what we were and knew where we were. So that was the start of wanting just something new. And then I wanted to completely get away from having open memberships because I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to make sure the equipment was taken care of. And that also comes down to, you know, I didn't have a lot of cash flow. I mean, I'd only been in business, what it was four years, but really started from nothing. I have no idea what I was doing. I mean, I still really half the time feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, but wanted that more. I wanted it to be about the experience. I wanted women to come in and feel confident and feel comfortable and welcomed. And, you know, everybody says hello and just have that smaller niche, like that smaller tribe to to focus on. And like I said, it came kind of down to financially, like what I could afford. Mm -hmm. So my space is, I started with just under 3000 square feet. So I went from that huge, massive gym with all this equipment of everything that you can imagine to uh, way smaller. So I had to be very picky with like what equipment I actually put in there that I needed. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to clutter the place. So very particular with, with, equipment options. And then my goal was to, so the, the space that we are in, if you walk in our doors to the left side of us, there was still a vacant space that could have been rented at any time and built, you know, somebody could have used that for their business, but I waited on it to see how things went. And we actually just expanded last year oh, wow. um, into that space to do some group fitness. So that was kind of the add on that we're, we're, you know, still working through now, but, um, so yeah, we started out smaller. Thank you. And it was great. I mean, it, it was a good move for me, for sure. I don't regret it one bit, but just total different clientele, you know, people that really wanted to focus on taking care of their bodies and long-term, you know, longevity, working through any diseases that they had, working through, you know, post-pregnancy weight loss and those moms getting into a place that they feel comfortable versus either not going to the gym, trying to do some workout at home that they're not consistent with or hopping on the treadmill at Planet Fitness, you know, teaching mm -hmm. women how to be strong and how to, to build muscle and look sexy and all those good things that go along with it.
Yeah. How much um, more square feet did you add on with the additional space? Just under 900. Oh, okay. So you went from a little under three to maybe you're at like 3,900. I mean, 3,800-ish? 3,839? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. So that's, that's a pretty good side space. And um, if you don't mind me asking, like, how much did it, how much do you estimate it costed you to renovate the space, put down some deposit, really kind of pay for all the stuff to equipment to get your new gym going? So that was the other hard part was, you know, being somebody who hasn't been in business very long and, you know, going through just even the whole like yearly process, your taxes, all of that stuff. It was really, really hard for me to get assist, like get help, like get money. I didn't have the cash. So it wasn't like I was putting out to make this move. So it took me like four months to get a bank to actually give me a loan to get some equipment. And I'm talking bare minimum. And I'm sure that you know the answer to this. So I I was able to get my studio going. Now, one of some of the negotiations with the with the the landlord were great because this this space has had been there. This building was built at that point. It had been like eight years, so it was still sitting. This the the middle part of this strip was still sitting vacant. Mm. So we were able to negotiate a decent amount. So I actually got the build out. Like the I what I don't even know the term. Yeah. the term that they call it, but basically like your, your concrete floors and your drywall and the bathrooms, like they actually covered that for me, which was really nice. That's awesome. Um, okay. But I was, yeah, yeah. So between mirrors, floors, paint, I'm trying to think of just other random little things, the equipment, bathrooms are huge, uh, like yeah. a reception Showers. desk, like uh -huh. things that you, yeah, yeah. So things that you don't really think or like coming up with a business plan was, it was a, it was hard. Like you don't realize all the things. And so I was able to get in there with $40,000. And to me like that, like I could have gone way, way, way over and more. I mean, that's like refurbished equipment going to gyms that were closing that were doing like the auctions and going and like renting a U-Haul and picking that up. I mean, it was, it was a process. Nothing. I have two pieces of equipment in my gym that I started out being brand new. Everything else had to be because Jim, like yeah. a curl machine is like, you know, I mean, you know, it's yeah. crazy. Just one piece of cardio equipment uh, is over $10,000. I mean, yeah. it's insane. So yeah, I was able to open my gym with a $40,000 business loan. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Did that include, I don't know what, what concessions did your landlord give you besides the build out? Did they give you any free months? They did not. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no. But I mean, the, the, the build out's incredible because I could imagine that have costing the landlord fifty. Well, yeah. So when I signed off on that, it was $97,000 to do the build out in my initial space. Oh, wow. So there's no way. Like, I would have never been able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Did you have to, so you had to pay rent from day one, it sounds like. Like, the first day you put your equipment in there, you had to pay rent? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. And how about deposit? How much deposit did you have to put down? The deposit was a first month rent and a last month rent. Oh, okay. How long was so your So do you want pricing on that or yeah, did you want totally. like a number or? Yeah. What was, um. So my, mm -hmm. so my initial, yeah, I'm trying to think back when I first started with that initial, I want to say it was like 29, like a little, like almost $3,000. So like 2,900 and change. Mm. So that times two. Yeah, okay. was what I had to put down. 
Okay. And so that was for the, th- the like little less, the initial space that was a little less than 3000 square feet. So that's not, that's not bad. And so you're going to ask, oh, did that include utilities or anything? No, no, I pay for all the utilities. Yeah. Oh, that ma- that makes sense. Okay. So you, you, you get your stuff in there, you pay the first and the last, I'm no free months, but at least you, you have an incredible build out. It sounds so you're able to just get your stuff in there and then you go to auctions or like they have the secondhand resellers. Did you go to one of those people to get like equipment? Yes, I did. There's a warehouse not too far from me, like 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. Great. And I think I had a question about the equipment you chose. I mean, 3,000 sounds, almost 3,000 sounds like a lot of space com- compared to some studios, are, which are super small. What equipment did you decide to go with and how did it like frame how you decided you would train since you couldn't have everything you wanted? Yeah. So we ended up purchasing, well, we did just our your basic cardio equipment. We did two treadmills. We did a recumbent bike a stationary bike, an arc trainer, and an elliptical. So those were the pieces of equi- of cardio equipment that we first started with. And I've since, actually about six months ago, we kind of revamped some things whenever we were adding that group fitness room. So I've since got rid of some things and added some things. But to start with, that was the cardio. And then we actually got machine-wise, you know, I look at it as we're trainers if we know what we're doing. I don't know why a client would want to pay us to get on a bunch of machines. So I needed to be very conscious of what machines I was going to buy because of the space. And then just know that most of our training was going to be more like free weight, barbell, dumbbell, kettlebell, TRX, you know, functional stuff. Mm. So we did... uh, we did a, a leg press, a sled leg press that also converted into a hack squat. So that was a dual. We had an abductor and adductor machine. So that was a dual. We had we have a hamstring and a hamstring curl and a leg extension machine, a lat pull down and a seated row machine. And I feel like I'm missing. Oh, and a pull up and a dip machine. So they were all they're all combos. So they at least do multiple muscle group work. And then we have a cable rack or a cable machine, we have Smith machine, two squat racks. I think that yeah. that was it. That was it to start. Yeah. And did you, yeah. I didn't really get to ask you, I think it sounded like in your, the barn gym that you did just f- like floor access and then you just did personal training, but no classes there. Is that right? No classes at the barn. Correct. Gym. Okay. Correct. We would, mm-hmm. yeah, we would do uh, in the months that permitted. So basically like I'd say maybe eight months seven, eight months of the year, we actually would do some boot camp classes outside, mm. but nothing consistent. Mm. Okay. And so we didn't have like a group fitness schedule or anything like that. Yeah. And then when you moved over to this new space, and it sounds like you also, it doesn't sound like you set up a class. So you also just did personal training? So in my mind, mm-hmm. when I was making this transition, I obviously was going to be losing a lot of membership revenue, which was just money coming in that I didn't have to work for. Yeah. And, uh, and before I left the barn, all of my memberships without any training and any trainers cuts of, you know, any contractor cuts of what they were bringing in that covered and then some my rent mm-hmm. at that space. How about how many clients? So when that? I was leaving there, mm-hmm. 
I don't know off the top of my head. See, like, this is where my goals are coming up as a business owner is learning all of those things, the numbers, <laughs> they mean something. So um, you knew it covered well, your well, rent. We could do some so simple math, yeah. right? Okay, so, let's right. Like my rent there was 2,500. Okay. It was $25 a month for a membership. So I, I, if we did some math, that would give us a rough estimate of about just how many paying members there were. And that wasn't including, like I said, any of the training clients. Right, right. Okay. All right. So yeah, she so, had about so, She had about a hundred hundred clients paying twenty five hundred. I mean twenty five dollars to get twenty five hundred to cover your rent. So okay, great. So you get a hundred clients. So you're like, I don't want to lose that twenty five hundred dollars in revenue. What did you end up doing? So at that in in my mind, then I was like, oh, we're just gonna add. We'll just add group fitness. So I know it's going to take a little while to build up, but I feel like if we have some fitness classes and we can get some people in paying, you know, a lower rate than training, that can at least help make up for some of the money that I would be losing from those memberships. Because I didn't want to offer open memberships at this, you know, studio space because it's just a completely different environment. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hire all of these group fitness instructors. So if you looked at my space now, aside from the group fitness room that we have, it was just one, it was like a long, it's like a long open space. So it's longer than it is wide when you open the doors, but it's just one room there. It's not broken off into sections or anything. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we set that, when we set the space up, we did classroom flooring in the back, probably like a third to a quarter of the space. So we left that open. And we mirrored it as if it was like a classroom setting. And then we put all of the equipment up in the front part of the space. So it was kind of separated without a wall. Mm. However, that was a big old flop. So <laughs> <laughs> why was um, it a flop? I got in there. <laughs> what, what made it a flop? I mean, it sounds like you had the space, you, you had the trainers, and it sounds like the right type of space, front storefront to get. What was the flop about it? I mean, I think it comes down to just now even being a, a few more years in the marketing, mm -hmm. the like, where, who do you talk to? Where are you putting this information out? I think it also had a lot to do with our, how the space was. So like you, there were certain classes that you couldn't offer mm -hmm. because you, you know, you're, you have personal training going on at the same time that you have classes. So then I found myself having to schedule one or the other, but what's really the point of that? Or classes that I couldn't even offer, like yoga, for instance, I couldn't really offer yoga because we're listening to like hip hop and we're blaring the music mm -hmm. and the energy's great. And then, you know, so it was, I think it was a combination of the two, just how like I, I was known like my niche still to this day. Well, I'm now a pound instructor, so I am kind of known for that in my area, but I've never really been a big group fitness person. Personally, I love training. I love lifting heavy things. I love teaching women how to feel that, you know, strong and empowered. So my niche is personal training. Mm. So I think that also has a lot to do with the marketing of like, you know, the people I was talking to or who I was getting as instructor. I think all of it had, mm. it was just not the right time. Mm. However, that move, the move was because we increased, I, we increased revenue 40% my first year wow. in that space. The oh yeah. wow okay what was your revenue in the barn? As far as oh like you like for that year for like the last year so you're saying that when you moved to the new space you increased your revenue forty percent. What was your revenue when you were running the last year at the bar when you were running the gym at the barn? 
For the last year at the barn, we were at about 135, 140,000. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's we, yeah. 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 So we, and that was, I mean, I cut all those trainers. It was me and one trainer who, you know, moved forward. I had, I had to hire two other trainers that year. And then we had those instructors for group classes for like six months. But honestly, like I just pretty much shortly into it realized like this is just not going to work because I was taking away from either training clients, which was where we were making the money Mm -hmm. to try to put these classes on that just weren't working at the time. So yeah, I can say that that transition was great. Timing was great. However, my approach to like adding the group fitness into the mix at that time was just not, not good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, sounds like Looking there's back, a lot know, going so. on. It's, I could understand it. It takes a lot of attention to make everything really spot on and you're high instructors moving in and getting familiar with the facility. So I, I, it sounds like you started those group classes because you had those a hundred members willing to do some type of low-end membership. Did they all come over? And then what did you do when you stopped the classes? So no, a lot of our paying members were more where where that where that barn was located, it was surrounded by like industrial trucking companies. So it was a lot of males, a lot of grunting, yelling, <laughs> coming in at, you know, like 3 a.m. or it, it was just it was definitely different. So I, I put out there the option to come train with us, but we were like, it was just, they had the option, mm-hmm. obviously, like I wanted more people to come over to transition, but they weren't, I mean, they were paying $25 a month and they were guys who have super like they're, they don't want to swallow their pride and say, Hey, like I I'd probably really benefit from a trainer. <laughs> so they were kind of in their own world. There wasn't a whole lot of community building, you know, in that space, it was much different. The dynamic of people was much different. The atmosphere was much different. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't bring any members oh. with me. Oh. It was my training clients. Okay. So the clients that I trained were the ones that followed me over because I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm like five miles away from where I was before. So I didn't move far mm-hmm. for that purpose because I, you know, the training was what was making was what what was paying the bills. Yeah, I can see that. Um, How many training clients came over? Yeah, so you? nobody was really hurt. I mean, they all they all did. As far as numbers, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I did not lose one client when I moved. Wow. Would that? I mean, I'm just trying to think. Is would that probably be like 20 clients or or 50? Oh, uh, probably between, I'd mm. probably say like 35, 40. Okay. That's a good base to start with. I can see how that really helped you kind of just get going. I mean, that's, it's, that's helpful because you had the rent to pay, you had a trainer to pay. So, and how did you, so you started off with maybe 35 clients. I think this is the question everyone's wondering is, okay, so you had a storefront and I had a storefront too. I don't know if you had a different experience, but I ended up finding, I used to, I thought, oh, this is a holy grail this is going to be worth a thousand dollars of an advertising every month. But I didn't, for me, I didn't find a lot of people came into my storefront. I felt like they came in because of still Yelp and Google and referrals. So how did you, what did you end up finding that first year of what brought new clients in? Even though I was only five miles away from my other space, Mm -hmm. the town technically changed. So I live in a really, really small town. Not like I, well, I shouldn't say that I grew up in a really small town. 
So when I moved my studio, I actually moved it to the township where I grew up in. So I pretty much lived here my whole life, minus a couple of years of college, just even reconnecting with like mm. people I went to high school with. Mm. So a lot of that was high school. The owner of the salon that I go to, we moved in right next door. So I've partnered up with them. Like they've been wonderful. So I've, I've known the owner of the salon for how old am I? So like 22 years, she's been doing my hair since I was 15. <laughs> so she, you know, we're, we part, we partnered up a lot. Like she really helped with like, and we still cross promote all the time. So that, and Facebook is my best friend, even though I hate it sometimes. I mean, if you're not on social media as a trainer or as a, you know, someone that wants to open up a studio, you're out of your mind <laughs> <laughs> because it's free. It's free. And that is where I would say like most of my clients are either from Facebook or referrals. I don't get walk-in clients really. Occasionally somebody might stroll down from, we have a AAA on one side of us and then a salon on the other. But so someone who needs help with their yeah, car. It was um... just a lot of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, you know, I'll, I'll pop in and the parking lot will be full of people over at, at AAA. And we do not, I don't even know if I've gotten one client from them in three years. Like that's insane because they're busy. You'd think, I don't know. It's, it's, you never know, you, never you know. know, that's the, I can say like the advertising for me has been, I, I feel like I've wasted a lot of money in years past and I just don't do it anymore. I put my money in Google AdWords or analytics, like learning Google that way and Google ads, but I also put it into Facebook. Mm -hmm. Facebook is where for me it's at, like if I didn't have Facebook, I would not be where I'm at today. That is for sure. Oh, that's And it comes down to like just the start of me competing, like, you know, putting up my own personal pro progression of before, you know, I started competing after two kids, I then had a third baby. So I competed between two and three kids, got pregnant, had my third kid, got back on stage nine months after that, like that was a testimony in itself. So wow. just posting my own progress through all of that has really, has really been like my backbone to my business. Like I would not, I would not be where I'm at without it. So yeah, I have to say thanks to Facebook and all the crazy headache that social media can get us. I mean, that's how you and I connected. Right. So I mean, <laughs> right. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think a lot yeah. of us are wondering with the Facebooks. Um, I like to give it an S because it's it's it is a, a interesting relationship with it. Hey, thanks for listening. It's time for our quick break. Hey, Christy here. I hope you're enjoying the show. I know in each show we cover a ton of tips and maybe you're out and about and wish you could write something down. No problem. Come on over to fitnesssecrets.co, that's fitnesssecrets with an S.co, and check out our edited transcription of today's show. We are all about main ideas, so it's easy for you to start implementing these tips today. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter so you get free marketing, planning, and operations for your fitness business. Okay, back to the show. I did a lot of, I ended up doing a lot of Facebook ads one year and it was so expensive, but we did get people. So it sort of became the question of, am I actually making money, breaking even or losing money on this? Did you ever do any face, do you do paid ads or is it purely just free posts on your page? 
So I recently, I would say this fall, probably late fall. So it hasn't been that, I think it was like the end of October. Well, I had done, so if we were doing an event or a special class or a, a challenge, I would do some paid posts, which I did find were helpful, but I set my budget really low. I'm not one to, I, I'm a really, I'm a big sucker for spending a lot of money on advertising because I haven't seen a ton of the return. And, you know, you go out and you spend thousands of dollars on like some radio stuff or, I mean, I, I did some print stuff initially and I'll never, ever do that again. I mean, that was back, that was a couple of years ago, but I just feel like it's so expensive. And I, like you said, like, is it, is this worth it? So I did in the, in the fall this year, start to do like a continuous, a continuous, continuing ad Mm -hmm. with them. That's more of just a, a sponsored post that gives like a little bit of a, a preview of what we offer and you know, what we're about and a little description kind of thing, like a, like a capture. However, now that you're asking me, I don't know, like, I don't, maybe I need to call, maybe I need to go in and change my account and cancel it because honestly, like, which I know we're, we're going to talk about challenges and I, we, I can get into to how I kind of utilize challenges to really market my business at this yeah. point, but yeah, yeah. Honestly, I've had best, the, my prop, my best luck with them, just organic, okay. like, or posting organically and for free. Okay. <laughs> It's free. Yeah. Yep, it's free. <laughs> I think everyone's wondering because yeah, if you if someone says Facebook worked for me and they threw a thousand dollars at it, you'd be like, Yeah, of course it worked for you. <laughs> you oh, heck no. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So no, my budget my budget is never even in the triple digits. Like double digit budgets for me when I use Facebook for anything. So I would never even think about spending that kind of money. But I'm also like my you know, my business is still like on the smaller scale, so right. I'm not Thing, like Orange Theory and those bigger chain, you know, franchises, I'm sure that it's great for them, but yeah. us small guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it sounds like you added classes and you have a healthy client base. How many training clients do you have now and how many group class clients do you have? Or in general, like about, you could even give a range, you know, 50 to 75, yeah. 100 to 20, something like that. Yeah. So training clients right now, we have about 70, between 70 and 80. Mm-hmm. And we just started, so we just started offering our group fitness classes in November. So we actually did kind of a third year birthday celebration, grand reopening and pushed that all out at the same time. So really around the holiday was when we started adding classes. And I can say my, the best investment I ever made in myself growing as a business owner, because again, I have an education background, not a business background. I'm still learning so much. And there's so much that I don't do well that I'm now to the point where I'm like, okay, I can't keep making this excuse as like this. I don't know how, or I don't want Mm -hmm. to. I hired a business coach and I can tell you that that was the best decision I could have ever made. Oh, nice. So she really helped me launch like how to launch the group fitness and very slowly adding classes and, you know, not filling a whole schedule and then having to pay instructors when you're, when you have no one show up or you have, you know, one or two people show up. So right now we only have 11 classes on our schedule Mm -hmm. and we're slowly continuing to add, you know, like in two weeks we're adding one more. So I'm slowly adding so that I'm, I don't get ahead of myself. Because I want group fitness to be successful yeah. this time around. 
yeah, especially since I just paid to have this edition done. I'm like, okay, it's got to work this time. So as far as, so how we kind of marketed that too to start with was just to our current clients, like our current training clients who we could push them into a class that would supplement. So the big thing was not to replace because I would have, you know, I would lose a ton of revenue if I had people going from training to taking classes Mm -hmm. and not, you know, keeping their training schedule, but then maybe adding in like a recovery class or more of a cardio-based class. So we started with just kind of promoting it to our clients to say, hey, we're going to give you this great introductory kind of VIP membership rate to add, you know, four classes a month, eight classes a month, and then did some campaigning for on Facebook and Google to our the people that you know, hopefully would just get to know that we have those to offer. And I think it comes down to a lot of budget. You know, one of my big things for actually coming back to this whole, do we add group fitness was personal training is expensive and we don't live in an area where a lot of people pay for it. I mean, we're not in a, I don't live in an area that's very health conscious at all. Every other month, there's another Burger King or McDonald's popping up when I'm like, when is the good, healthy farm to table places coming? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'll be wishing that for a long time. It'll be me that has to open it for it to actually happen. Oh, that's not too far off down the road. But anyway, oh, I don't even, I just lost my yeah. thought. Like, this is what happens. See, look, even the, even the business owner trainer, like, I was up at 3.30 this morning, you know, and I work at 5, so I'm like, oh, what, what were we talking about? Yeah, I mean, this, it's been a lot of great information, so I completely understand. And I'm probably rambling on, so I'm sorry. No, no problem. I mean, it's just interesting to understand how to get a personal training gym into how to correctly add the, those group fitness classes, and it sounds like you're doing it. Gradually, right? (laughs) And um, um, with you know, with some small promotion and building up, targeting your current clients, so that makes a lot of sense. Maybe we can, maybe this relates. Yeah, so we had Mm -hmm. them bring people for free. Oh, great! That's what we were. So we had our clients bring in friends, bring in so they could come try classes for free. We offer our first class for free, like an intro kind of a few classes, so they don't have to jump right into something. But You asked me the number of people oh, that were group, group fitness. I would have to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So I would say we're probably sitting at maybe 20 to 25. Okay. Okay, great. And how much do you charge? F- like what's the average cost for group fitness versus the personal training? So group fitness, your walk-in rate is 15, which is just like a drop in. Mm-hmm. And then the goal is to get them into, which I actually just got back from a wellness or a wellness, a business retreat with the mastermind group that I'm with and a business coach. She put on a retreat just last week in Williamsburg. We, I'm actually going to restructure my group fitness here within the next couple weeks. So starting April 1, that will change to actually increasing my drop-in rate to $20, mm-hmm. but then giving a the same kind of deal on my monthly memberships for, for classes Absolutely. just to get those people committed and into that membership. So again, like it's easier to track revenue and it's, yeah, it's just a lot easier to, to track all the things and what you need and, and what you, you can kind of go push for. How um, much does it cost they, for monthly? Yes. Yeah, so it's, or how much do you, how much the cost for, what, um, for like, I'm imagining you want to get them into monthly unlimited. So how yes. much is that now? Yeah. And how much would you, yeah, so we offer three different uh-huh. rates. 
we offer three different rates right now. Right now it's four classes a month. So essentially like taking one class a week, which a lot of our current clients, our personal training clients use because they're just adding in like that extra day. So we have one class a week, four classes a month. That is $49.99. We have eight classes a month, essentially twice a week for $89.99. And then we have unlimited for $129. Mm, I like it. Is that what you're going to do? Or is that what you currently do now? Or it, that's not changing? That's what I currently that's what I currently do now. So what I'm going to change is that the take the $15 drop in to 20 mm. and then, and then monthly would go up to 60 instead of 50 for four mm. 99 instead of 89 for mm. eight and then keep it at the 129 for unlimited. Mm -hmm. I see. Do they get a discount? So that's what I'm training client. They do. So those numbers I gave you are for the people that just come in and take classes. Mm -hmm. Our current clients get basically like 10 to $15 off that. So their four classes a month would be $39.99. So they're only paying $10 a class. Nice. And their eight classes a month is $74.99. Mm -hmm. So I see they're paying less than, you know, less than $10 a class. So there is an incentive there for them to. Yeah. On. Add it on. <laughs> okay. So that's really interesting. So then, um, that's how you run it for the challenges. When did you start adding challenges and how has it been working for you? So I've actually been doing challenges since I was at my old location. I started with just doing one a year, the first, you know, at the beginning of the year when everybody wants to lose weight. And I can honestly say, so I did a course on challenges. It was called off the top of my head. I can't think something transformation, transformations, uh, Anyway, I took this course to learn, like, just to kind of dig in more with challenges and how to make them more successful and how to change it up and how to price point it, because those are, those have been really big struggles of mine, you know, struggles in like, how do I get more people or a different kind of demographic of people? So yeah, so I've been doing challenges for since 2013. So how many years is that? Seven, seven. We're starting on our seventh year of challenges. And over since I've gotten to the new space, I've incorporated more throughout the year. So we really have one typically every season, if not even more than that, that's like a shorter duration or something super specific. So our, our main, like our start of the year is what we're actually, we're actually in that right now. Um, just like a transformation type challenge, but we've done like uh, strength challenges. We've done Spartan challenges. We've done extreme like four week fat loss challenges. We've done like mommy tra transformation challenges. So we, I've tried to start to really target a certain group of people because it's getting different kinds of people into our business. Mm. However, I, my most successful challenge I'm actually in right now. And I got the idea from another studio that I met. He was, he's, he owns a gym called the 12 and it's on the West coast. He was a speaker at one of the conferences I went to over the summer and I connect, I try to connect with all those people because you can learn so much. It's crazy. So where are you now with challenges? What have you found works really well and what do you usually use them for? Like, do you get clients in or do you use it for upselling? So challenges, I, I definitely a little bit of both. I feel like they help with retention because it gets people re like, excited again, it gets them re-motivated. So definitely 
you know, we use them and we, we usually offer some sort of a, a, a discount or I don't like to use the word discount because I don't, I don't like to get in the habit of saying we discount our services, but incentive, I guess that is a better word. So mm. we incentivize our current clients to take on challenges. And then absolutely, we want to bring in more, you know, more business, new business that way. So up until this point, we've our challenges have been a more like high ticketed price because we've always incorporated personal training because again, that's my niche. So it's been, I think, harder to sell to new people when they see a higher price tag. You're looking at, you know, like a 12 week duration of something. So 12 weeks, if you're looking at, let's just say, you know, like three times a week, I mean, it ends up being over a thousand dollars. So I think that's kind of scary. I would think even as a customer, you know, like that's a, that's a, a lot of money. So we've had, I mean, we've had great success with our, with our challenges. It was just like this kind of time, this time around, it was, how can we get more people in giving it, you know, more appeal that might be less on the price tag. So I follow a lot of people on Instagram, especially that I've connected with at different conferences and I've listened to different, you know, speakers present on different topics. And, um, a guy that owns a studio or actually he owns a couple of them at this point out on the West coast, I saw him start to promote a, you know, a transformation challenge. And it was a very low cost buy-in and it was a cash prize. So I'm always struggling at like, what is the prize going to be, you know, like, or what are they, wh what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to determine the winner? And again, keeping that different, depending on the challenge that you're doing too. Transformation challenged is more of the, you know, body fat loss, inches lost, the, the visual like picture difference. And to me, it's also the one that you use, like you use those transformation challenge photos for your marketing. If you don't, you know, you're crazy, you need to. So yeah. I ended up going a more cost-effective route where anybody could join the challenge and it was only a $50 buy-in and all of that money gets put in a pot. And at the end of the challenge, we have, you know, three different areas, like three, the top three people actually get to, to kind of divide that up. So like the first the the number one winner gets 50 50% of that money number 230 number 320 so it was a cash buy in low cost 50 bucks and there were th there are three different categories that you can earn points in over each week so the challenge is 10 weeks long each week we do body fat measurements we do inches and we do attendance which has been amazing. So like that has been kind of the turning point in challenges for me this time around, because the competitiveness, the, even the camaraderie, like it is just fun. I mean, these, these ladies are going crazy. They're, they're coming to three classes a day. They're, they're, you know, joining training sessions just so that at the end of the week, they can be the one that's accumulated the most points on visits. So definitely a different approach to the challenge. It's been so far like super successful. We've kept engagement up. We have a private group on Facebook. I've done a couple live kind of Q and A's that we hit different topics of wellness and fitness and kind of open the floor up to them to say, Hey, what do you, 
what do you want to pick my brain about this week? And that's kind of how I've addressed those different topics, just doing the live videos on Facebook and those closed groups. And then what was really awesome this past week, I did a bonus, a bonus point week. Again, kind of going back to that Facebook and using it to our advantage. I, and I've got a lot of competitive women in this right now. I said that each day they were able to earn an extra bonus point if they posted on social media, either a picture or a video of them inside the studio. They Mm -hmm. went crazy. It was amazing. Like this week, I'm kind of sad because I'm like, you know, oh, like where'd where'd all the social media energy go? But I've had four new people come to classes just from seeing their friends posting at the studio. So they, I had some videos where like my one woman was talking about having, you know, back surgery and how, you know, she's gotten so much stronger. And I have one woman who has never been able to do a sit up that can do sit ups. Like she talked about that. There were like the blooper, like the, the little pictures that were not good, you know, like where you try to take a bunch of pictures and you want to post the best one. Well, you know, one of my clients, she actually posted the word, like the funniest one of her basically getting hit in the chin with 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 a wall ball like she was like oh i'm gonna throw this ball down and she didn't wasn't thinking of the force coming back up and it hit her but we got a picture of it so she posted that like it was so just creating a lot of engagement on social media and other people asking questions people in all these different networks because of course you know i'm posting regularly but only my people are seeing that so it it's been great like this this challenge has been awesome it's it's much different than I've run any of the other ones. So I'm already thinking, you know, okay, like what's, what's my spring going into summer challenge going to be this year. Last year we did a Spartan challenge. So we all, you know, we pushed to train up for an actual Spartan race in June. So it was a very targeted, targeted demographic of people. So we're still kind of working on that because what we had originally planned, I'm kind of now seeing how this, this, this challenge is going and thinking maybe we put a lower price tag and kind of think of a way to, you know, get that, get, like keep that momentum going for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And could I ask about, more about like the mechanics of how this worked? So they, so you did a lower price, they pay $50. What do they get? Do they get any classes? Uh, do they get a meal plan or so anything? No. Mm-hmm. no, they don't. That's just the buy-in. So from there, the clients that I got to come in to do the challenge are all just purchasing whatever services they want. So they're mm-hmm. still paying for their services. So they're, you know, I have some people who are just doing classes. I have some that are, that are doing, uh, nutrition. I have some that are doing training and classes and nutrition. So basically they get to purchase whatever services they want to reach the goals they're looking for or to win the challenge. Mm-hmm. So completely different, different way of setting this up than what I'm used to, but I really like it because honestly, it's actually less. Like, I feel like less stressed. <laughs> yeah. How come? I put like, so the last, the last few transformation challenges, I did, you know, workshops that were involved that was just targeting different areas of wellness where, you know, I set them up at the gym. Um, like I, this is just, it just feels less stressful. I think because there is no very specific challenge package that they purchased. It's whatever, whatever services that they want. So I had, didn't have to go into my software program and, you know, add any new mm-hmm. information in there. It was just, here's this $50 of cash sitting in an envelope until, you know, the winners are, yeah. are decided at the end. So I just feel like it was a lot 
it was no planning really on my part at all. <laughs> yeah. Other than the marketing, other than getting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And in the past, I've put together a lot of program programming and workouts and nutrition, like all that stuff was, has been, you know, part of past challenges. However, again, you know, you're looking at for you to be successful as the client, you, you want to come in to the gym more than one time a week. So it's, you know, it's expensive. So when you're putting it out there for everyone to see, it's like, okay, you see these prices of 700, 900, $1,200 for a challenge. I think it's hard to draw people in that way. Yeah. Yeah. How did you end up marketing this specific challenge where the $50 was a lot lower? Did you do anything different besides your usual Facebook promoted post? I did not. I just, I have, I have like 2,500 contacts leads, like people that have come to me in the past or event leads that I've gotten that I have in, you know, an e-blast system. So I use MailChimp, which I still don't pay for. So that's a nice tool for people to build their email lists. Mm. So I use that and put that into different, I have different target groups on how I promote to them, um, whether they're current clients, past clients, or, you know, people that we've just gotten their information because they entered the drawing at one of the trade shows that we went to. So I hit that target. And then obviously the Facebook personally, and I hit it through the business. I hit it through stories. I hit it through Instagram stories. I hit it through Snapchat, Twitter, and what am I missing? I think I said that. And then just within the studio, you know, mm-hmm. putting flyers up and we, we do that too. We take the flyers to local businesses that we've partnered with and they, you know, they're always happy to put the promotions that we're doing up there as well. So, I mean, that's huge when you think about opening, you know, a studio or you're looking to go that direction is to just get, definitely get into the community, uh, being a part of your chamber, mm-hmm. connecting with other small business owners, you know, super helpful for sure. What was the name? What is the name of your challenge for this one? This one is just the transformation, total transformation challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do so? We go into like that using that Facebook group to talk about, you know, wellness in general. Like, what is that? What what all goes into that? You know, people think you ask the question like, what is wellness? They think immediately, usually fitness or maybe nutrition, but they forget about all the other aspects that we live through. You know, every day, you know, environment and social and financial and you know the things that people don't necessarily think about when they hear wellness. So a lot of habit changing and mindfulness. So I really try to dig into the meat of what that means during this challenge too, which is the only time of the year I really do that because everything else is kind of shorter challenges and more hyper-focused on one specific kind of concept. Yeah. Yeah. For this one, since do you do the large prize giveaway for the other challenges, like on the topic specific ones? We do. Yeah. Actually, the transformation challenges in the past, we did kind of a just an overall winner package Mm -hmm. that did we did like a photo shoot. We did a TJ Maxx gift card, a salon gift card, massage, spray tans, makeup, hair. Like we actually did like a big thing to kind of set them up to just feeling amazing. And, And again, great marketing because you have your before picture where everybody's miserable and looks frumpy and grumpy. And then you have these photo shoots you know, really nice quality images to use for, yeah, you know, marketing and testimonials that people, I mean, that's where you're going to gain your clients is being able to provide 
those before and after pictures to people because they can relate like, oh, my, I kind of look like that person, Mm -hmm. you know, or, oh, she, I would love to look like that. So it just gives it a little bit more of a realistic feel. Yeah. And I, for them to, to be a little bit more motivated than they, you know, they would be if they opened up an oxygen magazine where every girl looks amazing. <laughs> like I could never look like that. I mean, that's what I used to tell myself. And that's kind of what, you know, what I preach is, you know, you don't want to look like that girl in there. You want to look like the best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so you're really encouraging that uh, for your, your, uh, the higher end tra- challenges that you did where it, it wasn't the $50 buy-in. How did, did they just get to be part of the challenge just by buying a package or, like, how did that part, the, how did the other challenges work? So the other challenges, I set up price points based on what they, I usually did like three. So a low kind of medium and high. And that was based off of how many times a week they were going to come in and train. Because again, before it was all, I swear, by the way, I don't have the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just like choking on my own saliva. Let me get so, my hands on a tizer before be continuing this conversation. <laughs> yes please do that you know it's coming through coming through the phones right now right Um, (laughs) oh it's so horrible anyway I don't want to get sidetracked because I could totally go into talking about that yeah so kind of lower medium and higher price point based off of how many times a week they were going to come into the gym sometimes I would do an option where they could do one-on-one training or small group training so again kind of a pricing break if you they did the the group training And I would sell it based off the length of the challenge. So let's say, you know, a new person would come in and they would just pick from like first, second or third. Or I usually I usually market them as like the bronze, the gold and the platinum package or something along those lines. So it doesn't sound, you know, kind of giving it a little bit of fluff. Mm -hmm. And then my current clients, basically what I would have them do is they would actually just put whatever contract they were in. Or they would just, we would just put that on hold mm. and then we, they would actually purchase out that package too. Mm. And, I, and I would also do like an incentive. So I might drop the price like $50 or something like that for our current, like our paying clients. Uh-huh. And then they would just resume to their contract once that challenge time frame. I love up. that. I was, because I had that like conundrum before where we had the current clients who are on this big package and we didn't really know how, what we would offer them. Do we have to give it to them for free? So that's a great solution. Okay. So, so we have the, so you're currently doing the, the $50 a low barrier often challenge. I'm curious for the 10 weeks, exactly how does it work regarding points and how do they track their points? Do you have like a poster in the web, uh, in the office that puts everyone's points every week? Yes. So I calculate their points at the end of each week. They're earning points on the three categories that I mentioned earlier, body fat, inches, and attendance. So basically each category, 10 points is the max that you can earn. And 10 points goes to the person that has either lost the most body. Okay. So you were telling us, Jamie, how you did the point system for your challenge. And you said you calculated it every week body inches, fat, body percentage, I mean, body, body fat, inches, weight lost. Does that sound right? It's body fat, inches and attendance. So trying to get these ladies away from needing to be on the scale to determine whether they're seeing progress or not. So we're not even using Mm. their weight. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing Mm -hmm. their body fat, the body fat that they lose, the inches that they're down and the attendance 
as far as how many classes or training sessions they're coming to in the studio. Mm -hmm. How much? Okay, so it sounds like you got a lot of excitement. It creates retention. How about regarding new prospects? How many more new prospects have you seen during your promotion for the challenge? The promotion for the challenge, we got six new ones, which for me is actually decent. So we got six new people and then we got all of our current people. But the big thing that I've noticed, like I said about this, is how excited they are that, you know, we're we're just finishing up our sixth week. So, you know, people are really starting to see some big changes and they're putting it out there. So, you know, their friends are seeing, their family's seeing, and then that's where, you know, we're, they're bringing in that free, that free time to come try a class. So we're actually building, like we're getting business based off of just running this challenge from outside people because of how excited the people doing the challenge are. Hmm. Okay. Oh, and then I w- forgot to ask more about the points because I, I guess I don't know yeah. how to get points yet. Go, yeah, go ahead. Gotcha. Okay. So each week you have the ability to earn the maximum of 10 points in each category. So let's say you had, you, you were a challenger and you, you know, you lost the most body fat, the most inches and the most, and you came to the most things at the studio that week, you could earn 30 points. So Mm -hmm. we have 25 people in the challenge. So right now you're only on, like, we call it the drawing board. So we have our transformation. We have a big, one of those big flippy teacher whiteboards. Cause you know, the teacher and me, I have to have one of the big whiteboards. (laughs) They, we have one of those in the studio so that our top 10 people are listed up there every week. So that's kind of how you know where you fall. And then we also include the winners of each of those categories for that particular week. So that doesn't mean that they have the most points. That just means that, hey, that week, you know, this week, so-and-so came to the most classes. So let's go back to points. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you can earn 10 points if you had the best score in each of those categories. Then the person with the second most body fat loss, for example, is gonna get nine points. Next person, eight seven, six, all the way down to one. So 15 people aren't even earning points at all in that category if they don't fall in that top 10. Does that make sense? I think you're going to have to explain more to me. (laughs) I'm going to blame it on others. We'll need to understand more, but I actually don't get it yet. So you know know what's crazy? (laughs) I actually had to do one of my live videos on the challenge group page like the second week because people were like, wait a second, I thought I understood, but I don't really understand. So I had to do a video of really trying to break down and explain the points. So 25 people, they come in, they do their thing every week, right? So Mm -hmm. I have all of this, I have all of their documentation, all of their numbers. So I start, I sit down and I add everything up on Fridays for the previous week. And every like so people are going to fall into okay like which of these people lost the most body fat so let's just say kim lost the most body fat this week she gets 10 points so 10 points is the max points that you can get each week in in any of those categories and you're earning in in all of the categories you can earn in all the categories so then let's say um jen had lost the second most percent body fat she's going to get nine points Mm. the next person that lost eight seven six all the way down 
to mm-hmm. one. So anybody, so the only people that are getting points are in that top 10 across the board. So then uh-huh. we go to inches, same thing. Uh-huh. So somebody lost 20, let's say Amy lost 20 inches and she's at the highest, like she's lost the most inches. She's going to get 10 points. Sarah lost 18 inches and she's next to, did I say Jen? I think I said Jen. So she lost the, she, she's neck and neck up there, but she, you know, not quite there. So she's got it. She's getting nine points. Mm. Next person under her eight, seven, all the way down. Are you Mm. following? Yes. Yes. I, I understand now. Is it the same for attendance? Every week. It's the same for attendance. The person who came the most mm-hmm. gets 10 points. Second person, nine, eight, seven, all the way down to one. Do they get more points for doing personal training? They do not. Mm. That's now, a good, that this, could be something in the future, though. Like, that you're kind of onto something. <laughs> I would like, do hey, that. Well, if you pay for person, personal training, <laughs> you get well, you're two points versus working one. Harder in your personal training session than in your Zumba class. But yeah, um, that can depend. There's a really great, there's a really great energy, like how much energy you're putting out during your workout. There's a tool called MyZone that is phenomenal. So you can actually push Mm -hmm. yourself pretty darn hard in these classes. I'll tell you. However, I'm with you. I'm all about personal training. So yeah. And, and to be like, let's say, you know, a devil's advocate on the point system, if, if I was like losing weight or losing inches, but I, because we know a lot of people do it in different spurts. But what if yeah. I was one of those people who lose just a consistent amount every week? So it's not a lot at any point. Wouldn't that mean that even though I may have lost on the, like more than most, I would probably not get any points because I'd always be every week. It's a, a little bit amount. No, because we are basing mm-hmm. it off of your first day. Oh, so your okay. Body so it's fat not week and to your week. inches are coming. The only thing that's week oh. to week is your is your attendance. Your attendance okay. is week to week. Your overall, oh. like so body fats, we're gonna look at from when you started. Yes, because it would be I mean, everybody would kind of be at the same. Oh like it'd be really okay. hard to differentiate <laughs> the ten to the one, right? Because it's like, okay, right. well seven days isn't a lot of time to do a whole heck exactly. of a lot. So <laughs> it's a cumulative. No, those okay. are from the start. Yeah. Thank you okay. for asking that, that question, makes- though, because that probably clarifies a little bit of how you're like, how? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, they're really losing so many inches every week. That's amazing. Go to your gym. Yeah. Okay. No. So, I get it. So, I get it. Yeah, okay. So, so that's interesting. And I'm curious, yeah, like, so is did you come up with sure. this? this approach because that guy told you or you just decided to do it this way? So I kind of took, so he was posting, you know, people to sign up for this challenge in all of his stories on Instagram. And, you know, like I flipped through those occasionally throughout the day. And so it kept catching my attention and I'm like, you know, I wonder if this would work. And my thing is like, (laughs) I really am. And and this goes back to me not having that business mindset. I, I, my well, or maybe it's just personality. I'm one of those. I'm very optimistic. I'm like, it's gonna work. And usually the one that's like, I don't do it. It's it's an awful idea. And I'm like, no, it's gonna be great. So this probably goes back to me not always making the most the best decisions. But I was, you know, thinking like, well, maybe you know, maybe this would work for us. So why not give it a try? Like, it, it, for me, it's kind of like challenges are fun. They I want them to be, again, something that kind of re-motivates our clients. And we have such a 
family type community in our in our business that at this point I can I can get feedback in a good way like constructive feedback mm -hmm. true like feedback where they're going to be honest with me and not just be like oh well I really like you so I'm just going to tell you it was great you know it's like no that's not the answer I'm looking for it's not going to help anybody here mm -hmm. so for me it's like okay it's only 10 weeks it, it's it's something different it's again we got more like we've never had 25 people do a challenge before it's usually mm -hmm. around the 10 to 12 range. So, I mean, we've pretty much doubled that just by lowering the price to sign in or join in. And now that we have classes to offer, it's even more cost effective because, you know, you could pay $130 for unlimited classes every month versus $1,200 to come in and train three times a week for 10 mm -hmm. weeks. You know what I mean? So it kind of just depends price point for people too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you asked me a question so, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think that was just, <laughs> it's, it's late in the day. I get, you've been up for like 12 hours. I'm, I'm really getting a lot of information from you. So I'm, I, I get it regarding, I don't even remember what my question was, but I think I'm it like, was regarding. I wouldn't even be able to tell you if you didn't answer my question <laughs> I, oh. I mean i think i was just like understanding the challenge and i think my main question system. is oh, how did you come up with it you saw that guy do it oh, you thought oh. you're, you're an optimistic <laughs> entrepreneur you started in new york ended in hawaii that's cool so yes. so <laughs> you're, you're i would like to be in hawaii system. right now which i mean why are you there for real <laughs> I should go back to Hawaii. Aren't you on um, lockdown but, now anyway? Like state of emergency? Are you quarantined to your house yet? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Well, so, so, you know, so I'm in New Jersey, New York area. I'm not sure if I, and then I'm from Hawaii, New Jersey, New yes. York area. But yeah, New York is like the worst. Like people are just, you just don't really want to catch a train. So it's they're just like, everyone's I'm, just losing their minds. Let's be honest. <laughs> everyone maybe is that's all maybe we don't want to go there on this podcast but we might yeah. you might have some people saying okay i don't really want to listen to her we don't want to listen I, all i say is keep going to the gym and keep eating healthy and you'll be just fine you'll just be just just wash your hands and you'll be fine just wash your hands yeah and you'll be fine yeah yeah you guys are, are going to be safe and i'm glad it's not really affecting your challenge because that's some people worry for their gym but it still so sounds like for sure uh, I could understand. I know every everyone is. It's it's boring, yeah. but it's really I mean, scary it's, for small business for sure. Because a month or month, I mean, even a month without without having my doors open would completely crush us. You know, so yeah, um, just praying for the best yeah. and having having that Zoom backup plan. See, when things don't work, you have backup plans, and you hope that Absolutely. Zoom works. <laughs> you can do your workout. You can do it in the comfort of your home, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Zoom is benefiting. So it'll <laughs> Zoom can definitely uh, supplement in case. So f for these challenges, as you see, it sounds like you're in the middle of this challenge. And you did how long did you promote the challenge for? And you mentioned you got six new prospects. Like if you if you were to tell me total hours that you put into promoting it and how many weeks uh, was it six weeks that you started promoting it? Ten, three? Honestly, so you have to figure, especially for a challenge like this, and even across the board marketing wise, I don't start it too early because especially with a transformation challenge that you're starting New Year's, people are not in the whole 
losing weight mode. They're in the, I need to get my Christmas shopping done. I'm going to all these parties. I'm so you kind of have to figure what time of year it is. And what are those, what are your, the people that you want to be coming in? What are they doing? You know, they're not right now Mm -hmm. looking to lose weight or start, they're not looking for anything until after Christmas and maybe even after January one. So we do a holiday damage control event every year. It's the first week in January. And that's kind of where we, so we, we lead up to that event, usually starting the week before Christmas. And we kind of throw in the challenge idea in there. And then after Christmas is really when we start pounding it pretty hard. We started this challenge Mm -hmm. the end of January. So yeah, three or four weeks, because you want it, you want people to want to do it now. If you wait too long out, then they're, they they don't want to wait that long. They want to get started now or, you know, Mm. it's the wrong time of year. So I think there's a lot of, a lot that goes into kind of what is it that you're putting out there and what time of year holidays are tough because you, and I don't know if you, you can probably relate. I think most fitness owners, fitness studio owners can, your holidays Mm -hmm. are rough. Like, yeah, just trying to get people like you barely, very rarely do I get new people the month of December, like prior to Christmas. So then mm-hmm. I'm pushing like, <clears throat> you know, gift certificates and things like that, <clears throat> which isn't technically, I mean, yeah, it's money coming in at the same time, but it's not, you can't really factor that into, you know, your monthly revenue because they haven't really signed up for anything yet. And they haven't even started coming into the, your studio. So mm-hmm. The holiday months are definitely tough between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we've actually tried to do um, a holiday hustle challenge in between the holidays just to keep people accountable and people coming and excited and a little motivated <laughs> as much as much as you can get people motivated those that month. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. about a month, I would say, and sometimes even less than that. Mm-hmm. I've had really good success with only, you know, pushing it out with it with like a two, three week period. Now, this is a longer challenge. So I did. I did do it longer than just a couple of weeks, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, so about four, maybe five weeks then for like the longer 10 week challenges. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And w- do you do a, a special event to kick off and end the event and uh, the challenge? I, it, uh, it depends. I have done them. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, what I have found with, all the challenges. I mean, I'm even, I've even kind of seen it. It doesn't seem to be affecting me or the business as much because I have a bigger group. So I don't want to say that I, that people have kind of fallen off, but every time I've done a challenge, Mm -hmm. there has been a little drop off where, you know, they kind of just lose that, that motivation and momentum within themselves. And it's usually this time of year, to be honest with you, you know, like people's new year's resolutions are, you're trying to get them and have them see results and make those changes. So I seriously yeah, just lost my train of thought again. <laughs> well, I was just curious. Uh, sure. So I know, we've been, we're, we're almost, but I was just curious if you do an end of like challenge Thank event, you. how important that is, and even a start of challenge event, or or is it most? I yes. I know that you mentioned you did Facebook lives. Maybe you see, because usually people have a lot have a lot of questions. So do you address those through just a start Facebook live, or do you do a um, a live event? So uh, in the past, I've done the live event because I feel like that's important. You know, it's a big kickoff. It's kind of like, here we go, get that momentum and energy going. However, I, you know, when do you do those? When is a good time to do it? Because I struggle even still with 
even events that we have or special like like classes do you do it on a weeknight do you do it on a weekend day in the morning in the evening and I still struggle with that so for me I found that no matter when I still can't get everybody there so that kind of stinks you know that's a good question as far as the ending the ending we've not done like a group gathering kind of pulled together and that's a good idea. I think I'm actually going to do that for this one. Try to pull everybody together and maybe not even put the the numbers on the board on to see. So cuz right now we have like four people mm-hmm. that are neck and neck. So it's crazy. Every other mm-hmm. week it's like one hops in front of the other and the other. So I kind of think maybe I erase the whiteboard and say like okay, like Saturday at 10 a.m. you have to show up to the yeah. studio and if not then if you can't make it then maybe we do again a live video on Facebook there that people that can't Mm -hmm. make it yeah so I turned just this time to the live videos on Facebook because I was finding that with like the workshops and the meetings and stuff not everybody was coming so then it's like I'm now using more of my time so the the goal is to use like you want to make best use of your time so I'm now repeating myself 10 times because people couldn't make it or it's not Mm -hmm. a priority to them really so that was, it's very str- frustrating because I'm super passionate about, about this industry, what I do. I mean, obviously I've been talking, <laughs> I've been talking like, I don't even remember what I talk about half the time, but I just keep going. I can tell you're passionate but, and that's great. That's why you do well. Yeah. So I get, I, I take it personally. If I set, I put a lot of time and energy into creating, you know, workshops that go along with these challenges for content Mm -hmm. and just information and people to ask questions for them to, you know, for half the group to not come. So Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, well, how can I do this and still deliver the information? And I do still have a decent attendance uh, on the live video. So like I'm consistent with what time of the day and like I do them Sundays at 7 PM. So Mm -hmm. they know, they know how to like, they can plan for it. I remind them and then I'll sit and wait, you know, like five minutes on, on live to see like how many people hop on. Yeah, but I do. Like, I've done that before. Is definitely the most, in, mm-hmm. the most influential. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like basically the way your sh- this low barrier challenge is it's $50 to buy in, then that gets used for the prize of uh, the cash prize. And then y- your hope is that either there's more current sales from current members or you get new members in. And then every week it's calculated points. You put that on the board and only the top 10 placers for each week for changes in body fat percentage, attendance and inches basically get points, maximum of 10 points. And then Sundays you do a Facebook live at 7 p.m. to answer questions or I don't know, do you do a topic or rah, rah? Okay. Yeah. You do a topic. Yeah, if it's a topic. And it's based off of their, like what they want to hear. So I put, you know, I put those posts out there and mostly from the beginning and I was able to kind of plan then throughout the 10 weeks, what to talk about. But even as things come up that they have questions on or they want to know more about, I just kind of jot it down and then touch base on that, you know, each week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Okay. That's really clear. So net besides, so I know you mentioned you had six new prospects that became members in some way. Would you say, what about total revenue? Did you see a big uh, jump in total revenue? 
with just with the with adding the challenge with the challenge with the challenge this one the low barrier low barrier offer challenge um to be honest with you not not really no and mm-hmm. the reason i can say that is because a lot of the people that are 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 that joined that are our class so a lot of them that are the class members meaning that they're just coming in and paying for classes they're not paying for training they mm-hmm. they set themselves up on our unlimited package so i'm kind of it's kind of putting me in the other direction for a hot minute however mm-hmm. using that like using this time to have them promote themselves and push through social mm-hmm. media like i've all of my challengers that actually is crazy just even talking through it my unlimited class members have brought in people like i have had new mm-hmm. sign ups from those particular individuals so that that is a win that's a win for me mm-hmm. so when it comes down to these people that are all about getting in as many classes as they can and they're only paying $130 a month and i'm paying out instructors yeah yeah so i would yeah. say no no i don't see a huge increase in revenue because of maybe just the setup of how i have it going this time so yeah it's been great as far as the the reasons behind a challenge in the sense of you know momentum and energy and camaraderie and them being excited and telling their friends so i kind i look at it as a win even though it's not like my you know the bank account's going up like crazy from this yeah yeah from and just I, it those sounds, people in it yeah i mean it like it sounds like a win just because I used to ask myself the same thing when I ran challenges. It was really time consuming. (laughs) Yeah. Is it worth it? And and there's a lot of attention everybody needs for their challenge. So that that takes up just a lot of one-on-one time and they're not like paying more to ask you more questions or, you know, feedback and stuff. And calculating the points could probably take an hour at least every Friday. Oh, it does. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there's that question, but I think I felt like when at times I didn't put as much energy into a challenge i would see actually revenue fall or or it would just i would start to feel like the overall like the overall energy um you know people crappy like halfway mm-hmm. through or we yeah, yeah and happened. So. It's, so that's why every time i'm not willing to give up on challenges because i love like mm-hmm. for me they're exciting but it's always like okay what can we do different what can we do better mm-hmm. what can we change what is the feedback from the people in the challenge giving us yeah so but they are, they're a pain in the rear end, to be honest, as a, as this person that's planning it and setting it up. And again, this has been the easiest one I've done. So just that, mm-hmm. you know, I spend an hour typically on live on Sundays and an hour doing at least an hour doing the ad, like all the totals and all that stuff. Cause mm-hmm. then, you know, you have to factor in taking the time to actually measure all these people every time they come in. So it is time consuming. However, I feel like it's less it's definitely less, I feel less stress, less work on my end now with this one. Yeah. However, you know, moving forward, I don't know what that might change to or, or what might spark my interest. Who knows on someone else's story where I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I take it back right. to my team and they're like, hey guys, what do you think about this? And they kind of just look at me like, 
well, just tell us what we need to know. <laughs> oh, I understand. What, what else do you want to do? <laughs> what What do we need oh. to know? What are we selling? Yeah. And I wonder for your point system, I wonder if you can add in some like different things to just kind of like one thing I wonder is if, if people are bringing in members, maybe you can give them points for bringing in people like bonus points. So uh, we just did... We it kind of fell in the same time frame as the challenge because of the time of year, but we just did a great, which was the first time I ever did something like this, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. For the month of February, we did a share the love month, mm. so we raffled off a pair of Apple Air Apple AirPods, and it was mm-hmm. based off of refer like bringing in your friends. So like you could bring in your people and your referrals. So you got you got your name in there, a name in the jar if you brought someone. And you got another if they signed up. Mm, so nice. And that was that actually brought in a lot of a lot of referrals, which was a lot of fun. So that kind of went hand in hand with the challenge, just because it fell kind of at the same time frame. But yeah. yes, I like that. So yeah. what I think I might do because I still have time left in this challenge is maybe yeah. because this week, last week was that post a picture thing. This week mm-hmm. is kind of back to normal. Maybe mm-hmm. next week saying that you get you know, an extra bonus point if you bring in a friend. A friend. Or even they could even bring a friend to a personal training session and like oh, yeah. they could yeah. do both. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sure. I'm that sure has you're to thinking be a different already. friend though. This is just it. So like they, <laughs> they can't bring in the same friend. You <laughs> <laughs> always have to make the fine print like guys. I so know. it's um, crazy. I love it. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I I mean, I have learned a whole new way to do a challenge. So I'm excited. I love the unique point system. And I like that it just kind of keeps everyone really motivated. So thanks for taking the time. I know it's been a long time, Jamie, like we've been on the on the interview for a bit. But it's it's been awesome. And I'd love to hear how your challenge uh, ends up. Yeah, I will definitely let you know. Thank you so much for for inviting me and having me on here with you. I, I'm excited to hear what you're what you're going to do with this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you you're super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep you updated. Thanks. Please do. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end dot C-O. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnessecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.